Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guest today is the one and only Nick Ramondo. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. It's great to have you on the show. If you uh, don't know who Rick, Nick Ramondo is, then you probably don't know anything about soccer. He played for uh, 20 years in the MLS and holds just about every goalkeeping record that the MLS has. Most games played, most games started, total minutes, number of wins, shutouts. Is there one record in the MLS that goaltenders can goalkeepers can can attain that you didn't get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I guess when you play play so long, uh, those those records kind of get added up. And, and luckily, the longevity of my career, I was able to, to gather a couple of those. Yeah, quite a few. When for my money, one of the one of the greatest <laughs> goalkeepers ever to play the game. We're going to talk about what you're up to now. You retired yeah. from Real Salt Lake a few years ago. But uh, in looking at all the stuff you're doing online today, it, it doesn't seem like you're retired really from, from working. Yeah, no, that retired, it came at the end of um, 2019. It was a funny year because uh, that's when COVID happened. That right. whole year I took off uh, and just kind of see where I was at mentally and what I wanted to do and, and took a step back. And uh, it was good to have time with my family. Um, everything was shut down. So uh, I was ready to kind of get after it once, once uh, you know, the world opened up and, and wanted to stay within the game, just didn't know how. Uh, but some opportunities came came around. Um, I was able to stick around with um, RSL, uh, with the academy team, right. so doing a little bit of coaching um, with the under-15, under-17 uh, academy teams for Real Salt Lake and uh, involved with uh, Kaye and Free the Game, which is um, a street soccer brand and a uh, nonprofit Free the Game that we um, make street soccer courts uh, available um, in communities that are free, safe uh, to play. And, and that's been pretty much pretty much uh, what's been taking a, a lot of my time these days. And I want to kind of get into this. Um, free Free the Game is kind of the end point. To get there, though, we got to mm-hmm. first talk about Kaye.com. Calle, yeah. uh, of course, in Spanish means street. Calle.com yeah. is is a, a great website with uh, all kinds of uh, apparel, yeah. hats, uh, soccer balls. Maybe talk a little bit about the history of Calle because it started yeah. um, quite a while ago, and then it kind of kind of went away for a while, and you've brought it back. So if you can kind of take us through that history of Calle. Yeah, it was it was born in 2006 um, with uh, my partner uh, Travis Wynn. Uh, they were BYU students, and and they all, you know, went on some missions uh, around the around the world, and they they found this game. Uh, well, they always had love for soccer. They played soccer there, and 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 when they went on their missions, they they saw uh, how free the game could be, mm-hmm. and, and how happy these kids are in the streets, and and just playing with what. Uh, whatever that the environment gave you, you know, if that was shoes making of goals or trash cans making of goals. And it was just going out there, playing free and, um, you know, humbling my my friend Travis that these <laughs> kids are, are pretty good in the streets. And, and so they came home, brought it back, and it, and it did pretty well. Uh, long story short, it had gone to the wrong uh, investor's hands. Um, it was on a hi- hiatus till I think 2018, uh, and it was the right time for me to kind of get involved with it when I retired in 2019 to, to kind of give it this Kai 2.0 relaunch, um, which 
which we, we started in 2019. And um, now just trying to, you know, get this, uh, you know, Kai moving because everything that is purchased on Kai.com, uh, 10% goes to Free the Game, which is our nonprofit. And that's the one thing that I'm, I'm really uh, excited about, and, and that's just to make the game free. And like I, like I told you before, it's, it's making these street soccer uh, courts, you know, in these communities, making it free. Uh, the game has gotten so expensive now. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, fortunate enough to, to put my kids, you know, on club soccer teams and the travel teams, and, and, and those, uh, those fees add up. And, and there's a lot of kids out there that, you know, aren't fortunate enough uh, that can't pay these fees or for whatever reason aren't playing these, these club soccer, but are good, that love the sport. And, and so we, we think that making these courts, we could reach out to them and, and you know, give them a court in their communities that they get, if they love it, they could go out there and play for free and, and enjoy the game. And I love the way you kind of present this idea that throughout the rest of the world, soccer is played from the ground up, where in the U.S. Yeah. it's kind of administered from the top down. Maybe you could talk about what that means. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the grassroots, we talk about the grassroots of soccer. It's it's just kind of playing, you know, and, and teaching the game, the sport and, and uh, no fees. And, and we're, we're out there trying to, to make to, to, to do what the whole world is doing, which is making this game available to everybody, uh, enjoying the game together, bringing bringing people together. And, and uh, it's the world sport for for a reason. Everybody loves it. It's the most popular sport in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I think we have it backwards here with with all these fees and how much money it costs uh, just to have a uniform and to play on a, a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning, um, you know, see your kids play. And, and uh, you know, we have some of the biggest, um, you know, professional soccer players coming over here uh, and, and saying the same thing because they're not used to it. Uh, these guys make millions and millions of dollars and are complaining to the media how much it, you know, when they come to the U.S. that they have to pay for their kids to play, <laughs> uh, and and it, and it does, it does, uh, you know, it does add up. And and even for these big big soccer players, um, it, it's confusing. So we're just trying to make the game a little bit more accessible to uh, to the communities and and kids and 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 really just make courts out there uh, that kids could play on. I think here in America, you know, soccer is gaining some ground, especially with the world cup coming in 2026. Right. But can we, can we make these courts, um, you know, more out there for, for, for kids, adults, whoever wants, wants to play, you know, you could go, uh, you know, a mile from your house and probably, you know, jump on five basketball courts that are open, uh, to, to play at. And, and we're just trying to do that for soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, since the, the game is growing, I have a grandson who's four now, but he started playing soccer when he was three, and it's exactly what you're talking about. His parents had to buy him the uniform and the shin guards and the special shoes, yep. and, and you yep. don't really need all that to play soccer. You don't. You, you really don't, you know, and, and when we we have these events that, you know, we've thrown some events at Sugar House Park, these kids just come out with their shoes. They come from school. They don't have to go home and change. They don't go have to go home and get fill up their water bottles. They just go out there and, and, and play. And you should see the smiles on these kids' faces. They just need a place to play. And then that's what we're doing. And that's what really brings us joy and gives us the strength to kind of continue our mission onto making these courts. So if you go to Kaye.com, C-A-L-L-E.com, uh, what kind of products are people going to find there? Uh, you got T-shirts, um, all kinds of T-shirts, hats, um, street soccer balls that it's like a mid mid bounce ball where it's not a regular soccer ball where it'll bounce and, and it stays on the ground more so it's made to play in the streets. It's durable. Um, there's hoodies. Uh, there's jackets. Um, yeah, and, and uh, the next couple of weeks we'll, we'll have some new merch coming out. But 
um, those are the you know the, the pretty much what we kind of focus on is is in the apparel uh, part of Kai. But um, once it starts going, hopefully we'll be able to expand on on those. And of course, ten percent of all of those sales go to free the game. I noticed that your logo is the Kaye pigeon, and the Kaye pigeon actually has uh, his or her own social media pages. What's the significance of of the Kaye pigeon? Yeah, well, just just um, just being around the world. There's one bird that you'll always see in the streets. Uh-huh, yeah. If you're in, yeah, if you're in America, if you're in Europe, if you're in South America, you always find a pigeon. So, so that was uh, our, our mascot uh, for for Kaye. So it makes sense. It was it was a cool design that um, my partner did a long time ago in 2006, and and has stuck ever since. It doesn't really strike fear, but it is a very fun logo. <laughs> yeah, some people question the the eyeball with the extra, but we we think it has a. Uh, a, a good thing to it. My guest today is Nick Ramondo, retired MLS player and Real Salt Lake player, played for 20 years, has just about every record that a goalkeeper can have. He's working on Free the Game, and you can check out everything they're doing at freethegame.org. And then you have something called Casa de Calle, which is a rental space, and you have yeah. a drop-in play there as well and watch parties for Real Salt Lake road games. Um, does a portion yeah. of the proceeds from that also go to Free the Game? Anything that that's there, uh, we do rent out. Um, as you said, this is our headquarters, uh, and they rent. We rent it out for birthday parties, for team parties. Uh, we do uh, also do watch parties for all Real Salt Lake games, uh, and then during the World Cup, we also had um, watch parties as well. But um, and then Fridays we have um, free free pickup. We have a street soccer court inside of our headquarters that uh, it's free uh, pickup there as well. So, But, yes, proceeds uh, that are made there go to making these courts free to game. So that brings us to freethegame.org, which is the website about building these uh, soccer courts. And you call them Futbito courts. Yeah, that's one way of calling them, Futbito courts uh, or street soccer courts. Yeah, we have, um, you know, three in St. Louis that we are a part of. Um, we have one that's opened up September 22nd uh, at Sherwood Park mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City. Just got approved for um, to put a court at Sugar House Park. And then uh, what we're most excited about is uh, we just did a deal with uh, Canyon School District to put uh, four courts up there at East Middle, um, at East Midvale Elementary and Mid Valley Elementary. So, Excited about that because so many kids go to those schools and we're giving them another court to play on. Um, but, yeah, uh, we're trying to do 20 courts by by 2026, nice. the World Cup, when it comes here, and, and uh, we're on our way. Now, for those that haven't seen a street ball soccer court, obviously it's a lot different than a pitch because, you know, soccer yeah. is played on a pretty enormous piece of grass. So this is quite different. For those that don't know, maybe kind of explain what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we all all courts are different. Um, if there's a flash sur- a surface, we're up to making a court for you. Um, the ideal court side would be probably 60 by 40. Lines on the inside, so there is out of bounds, but we fence it in so uh, the ball doesn't go too far and it stays, in, uh, stays around the court. Um, there's one way in uh, to get into the court. We usually play 5v5, five-minute games, and the winner stays on, so it's a continuous sport um, a game that you continue to play and just kind of switch on with, with people that are waiting. Uh, we think 
that it's a better way to play because um, you get so much more touches on the ball than, you know, you open up the field and, you know, you're trying to get 22 players uh, to play in a big field. It, it, it's tough to gather 22 friends right, on a yeah. Sunday, Saturday. Uh, so we think it's easier to get, you know, 3v3, 4v4, 5v5. You get more touches on the ball. The ball stays near you. There's little goals to, to attack and defend. Um, so it's a, it's a great game um, when you have small amounts of people. And if you do have a lot more, you know, friends around, it's, it's easy to switch on every five, five minutes. Um, but what we've, been, what we've been attacking really is, is these underutilized spaces and parks. And there's a lot of these concrete volleyball courts that have two poles and no nets that aren't being used. Mm. And so we've been going to the city. Uh, asking for their permissions to take over uh, those courts and activate them into street courts. And, you know, they, they, they see uh, our vision on it. They see that there's the low maintenance on it. Um, and it's uh, been really, really good uh, just working with the city to, to, to make these courts, um, you know, happen. And, mm-hmm. and I wish I had these courts when I was growing up. You know, it was always me kicking the ball against my dad's garage, and, and he wasn't <laughs> too happy about that. Yeah. New, new garage door <laughs> every year probably. Yeah. <laughs> so and so these are, are fairly small spaces, in fact, probably smaller mm-hmm. than a tennis court. Um, and yep. so it doesn't take up a lot of space. The fence is key because then you're not chasing the ball yep. out into the street all the time. Uh, but Correct. but really, I mean, once once kids show up, they just have to have a ball and they're ready to play. Right. Yeah, that, that's mainly it. And um, we are in the works of, of two having a, a ball in there and donating balls to each of these courts. So. Uh, there's always going to be a ball there, and, and that's that's our our idea. But we know sometimes that that's not the reality when there's there's stuff hanging around. So, uh, but all in all, just a ball, just yourself. Go out there, have fun, go play, uh, and, and love love this sport we all love. So, and it's also very cost effective. I know that for the MLS or U.S. Soccer, they spend about one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for a futsal court. Mm-hmm. How how much does yeah. it typically cost for you to take a, an existing space and then make it into yeah. one of these uh, footbito courses? Yeah. Courts? yeah. So for us, uh, it's around thirty thousand hmm. uh, dollars. If that's a, if we're given the, the flat surface, we come in and we uh, you know fence it in. We make the goals. Uh, we bolt the goals down, and then we have a local artist, whoever is around that park. Um, come in and, and give it some culture, give it some life. Uh, so they're attached to it as well. And, and, and so it's about $30,000, which is you could probably put three, four courts for what these uh, other courts are, are costing. And, and then we program them too. We, we throw a big event, uh, a party to let the community know that, that their court's here for them to use. Um, try to get some Real Salt Lake players out there, um, music, some food mm-hmm. trucks, and really just make it a party and, and and uh, welcome the court to the communities. And talk a little bit about sponsorship opportunities. If there's companies that want to kind of pitch in and maybe get their name on yeah. one of these, how does that work? Yeah, they could reach out to me at uh, nick at kai.com. Um, we could, you know, set up a call or a video conference or come down to the headquarters and have a chat. Or you could go to free.the.game. Uh, on Venmo and donate straight straight to there. And it's straight to our nonprofit that goes straight to these courts. Um, we've been talking with local local businesses now and some national uh, companies that are really interested. And, and we, uh, the last couple of weeks, tied in, I think, like three or four sponsorships for 10 courts. Um, so we're really looking for, you know, 10 sponsors that can 
uh, come in at $3,000 each and bring 10 quarts to the communities. And, and so if we could get 10 of those, we got, I think, four or five right now for Sugar House. Um, and uh, just always looking for more because then we could program them, have more opportunities for kids mm-hmm. to go out there and learn life skills, not just about soccer, but also life skills and leadership skills that um, uh, my teammate of mine that works now as the president at Kai Taylor Pay put a, a nice little program together. And I think it's pretty obvious the benefits to a neighborhood of having one of these courts. I mean, it gives kids something to do, helps them stay out of yeah. trouble. Um, and, you know, there's yeah. been sort of an explosion of pickleball courts. And, and this seems like this is kind of that's along those yeah. same lines, but maybe more for kids than adults. Yeah, well, it also gives the opportunity for adults to play with kids. You know, it's so fun when I get to go out and play with my, my daughter and my son in these games, but I'm not, I don't have the lungs anymore to run up and down the field of a whole, a full field. So uh, <laughs> these courts are, are, are made for, for the older generation too. Uh, but like you said, you know, it, it's a, it's another place for kids to, to be active. Um, it's that three to 5 PM, you know, window that we've been seeing where do, kids do get into to trouble if they go that route. So we're just giving you know, the elementary schools uh, and parks, uh, another another way to keep kids busy and, and, and staring in the right direction. Absolutely. Do you want to mention some of your partnerships that you already have? Give, give some recognition to these companies that are stepping up and pitching in? Uh, yes, uh, we got Rooted uh, Cafe. We have um, One Wire Fiber. Um, we have uh, Body Armor, uh, the University of U Health. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a couple others. Um, Kai is in a pitch in as well. Um, and we're talking to um, Utah Youth Soccer Association and Rail Salt Lake as well. Well, it's an amazing thing you're doing. And I know that your goal, you know, we've got the World Cup coming in 2026, which will be here before you mm-hmm. know it. And you're hoping to build 100 courts around the country with at least 20 of those here in Utah. So that would be an amazing goal to accomplish. It would, it would, and, and we're already talking to MLS teams outside of it that that uh, are bringing uh, the World Cup uh, to their cities, and and um, they're also interested. So, it's it's baby steps, but um, we also just you know we're working hard to make the, these uh, these courts a reality. And so you know I know 100 courts sounds like a lot, but if we could you know start here with, uh, in Utah and, and prove what these courts will mean to the to communities. Uh, I think those 100 courts will be soon, um, soon there for, thereafter. Yeah. Kaye.com is the uh, website to go purchase the, the gear and the clothing and everything that uh, 10% goes to Free the Game. And then freethegame.org is the website that talks all about uh, building these courts in Utah and elsewhere. Nick Ramondo, who is technically retired from the MLS, but it sounds like you're super busy and glad you're staying busy. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I, I had a, a different um, outlook on, on retirement once <laughs> yeah. I uh, retired, and now it's uh, all I am is busy in meetings and, and trying to get these sponsorships for and donors uh, to come in and help me uh, build these courts. But it's been fun. It's now a passion of mine uh, and a mission of mine to, to make these courts a reality. So I appreciate anybody that has bought a T-shirt, uh, bought anything from Kaya.com, or is looking to donate. Um, we really appreciate your help. Nick, thank you so much for your time and what you're doing in our community. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com.